Kilo Vault. It's a very lovely lady. Lita Ford. Hello. Vixen, how are you guys doing today? Great, great. Opens now. And welcome inside the Kilo Vault for Huey Lewis. Not the news. The news is sold separately. I don't think we could fit Huey and the news inside the Kilo Vault. The interview comes to us from January 28th, 1983. Uh, Alan White, the jock talking to Huey. And Huey Lewis, for me, cool on so many different levels. First, I finally remember the album Sports as a Kid. My dad had what probably would have been the vinyl. I remember the album cover. It looked like uh, it was shot in Shears, which that was one of my favorite, favorite TV show as a kid. It wasn't, though. Uh, I learned getting ready for this interview that that was actually shot at a bar where the band got their big break and, and used to play a lot. So, But anyway, that was the album that would break Huey Lewis. And this interview is like, what, about eight months before sports would come out. Sports would drop September 1983. That would become uh, the biggest seller for the band. Seven times platinum, seven million records. I think now they say it's up to over 10 million sold. Harder rock and roll, had new drug in there. And then you get to Back to the Future. They have the song Power of Love. Who didn't love Back to the Future as a kid? And then love that song, so equally Extra cool right there. And then you get to other noteworthy moments in pop culture. If you don't know, Seth Rogen tracked down Huey Lewis to record uh, the song for Pineapple Express. And the best use of anything in Huey Lewis. And if you haven't seen it, I highly suggest you check it out. The movie American Psycho. There's a scene with Christian Bale talking about his love for Huey Lewis and the news, which is easily one of the most awesome cinema moments in, in cinema history. Plus, it ends with Jarrett Leto being killed, so that's awesome. Uh, play that clip here. You like Huey Lewis on the news? They're okay. Their early work was a little too new wave for my taste. But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. The whole album has a clear, crisp sound and a new sheen of consummate professionalism that really gives the songs a big boost. He's been compared to Elvis Costello, but I think Huey has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. Hey, Alberstrom. Yes, Alan? Why are there copies of the style section on the play? Do you have a dog? A little chow or something? <laughs> no, Helen. Is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. In 87, Huey released this for their most accomplished album. I think their undisputed masterpiece is Hip to Be Square. A song so catchy, most people probably don't listen to the lyrics. But they should, because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of trends. It's also a personal statement about the band itself. Hey, Paul! Take that, Jared Leto. Take that, Jared Leto. Yeah, the darker side of Huey Lewis, huh? And then for those who didn't know, and I didn't know this either, um, just a few years ago, Huey Lewis himself would uh, jump on board Funny or Die, the website, and redo that scene with Weird Al Yankovic. Do you like American Psycho? It's okay. 
Although originally polarizing to audiences and critics alike, it developed a much-deserved cult following when released on digital video disc or DVD. There it found a second life and really came into its own commercially and artistically. The movie works both as a grim examination of male vanity while also maintaining real genre thrills, justifying these tonal shifts by placing the audience inside the head of the duplicious lead character. Christian Bale's dynamite performance gives it a big boost. The role almost went to Leo, but nobody could have brought that certain pathos and charisma to it quite like Bale. A role he later recalled a shade of in Christopher Nolan's Batman pictures. Hey. Yes, Al? Why are there newspapers all over the place? Is that like a Huey Lewis on the news joke or something? <laughs> no, Al. Hey, is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. In 2005, Lionsgate released this, The Uncut I think it's an undisputed masterpiece. A movie so entertaining, most people probably don't listen to the message. Most people probably don't listen to the lyrics. But they should, because it's not just a great character study, but a sardonic metaphor for 1980s greed and materialism. Hey, Al! Try parodying one of my songs now, you stupid bastard. <laughs> that's good stuff right there Huey Lewis killing Weird Al Yankovic uh, that's, that's alright so there's some of the uh, pop culture with Huey Lewis now let's get into it here from January 83 with Al White it's Huey Lewis in the Kilo Vault we're Kilo 94 with us in the studio is Huey Lewis of Huey Lewis the News welcome to Colorado Springs thanks Alan great to be here We've been looking forward to uh, having you here for quite some time. Uh, we've uh, really been captivated by both of your albums and um, soon to be a third album you're working on or just finishing up. Tell us a little bit uh, about that. And what's, uh, how, how is that shaping up? How is it going to be different from, say, the first two albums? There was a little change between uh, the very first and the second album, a little more uh, polished effort on the second mm -hmm. album, I'd say. Well, this will be similar. It'll just be better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, we, we produced it ourselves again, and we're just about finished. We have one more track to mix. In fact, after this, I go to New York to mix the track. And uh, I think it's probably maybe a little less pop music, maybe a little more rock and roll, for want of a better description. But seems like, uh, obviously, there's, there's a, a big change in music right now. Uh, groups are playing more for the audience, I think, rather than for themselves. Um, and the involvement between the audience and the groups have become a lot more tighter instead of watching, say, a Jeff Beck up on stage in awe of somebody like that. Um, there's a lot more participation. I think that uh, uh, people like your music, Jack Mack and the Heart Attack, and a lot of bands that are coming out of the West Coast, Tommy Two-Tone, there are a lot more bands now that it's more of a give-and-take situation with their audiences. Uh, I hope so. I, I'm not sure that, I mean, there's both kinds. You know, there's sort of music that's sort of virtuosity that you just sort of admire from a distance and there's the other kind that you sort of participate in mm. and uh, I've always liked the latter but I mean I, I think it's a group thing you know I mean we are essentially when we play a live gig you're just essentially sort of MCs of the celebration if you will you know so we've always seen it that way yeah you spent a lot of time in England 
uh, working with uh, people like uh, Nick Lowe and and uh, who are uh, uh, favorites here in Colorado Springs, who are coming back, by the way, with uh, Tom Petty. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we had the pleasure of having them here at the Kilo Studios. And what kind of uh, what kind of influence did that scene bring to your music? Well, uh, when I moved to England, for, I'm sure you know that Nikki and those guys are pretty much into uh, American music. I mean, real sort of early American music. And I am too. So musically, it wasn't that big of an influence on me. But um, stylistically, I think uh, it was it was quite an influence because we'd tried for so many years to get a record deal and everything out of here and to be quote-unquote commercial and all that stuff. And when I saw Nicky uh, and, and his you know, in the rock, early rock pile and all that, what they essentially did is just said, uh, to hell with the industry. You know, we're just going to get our five friends together and have a good time. And, uh, and that's kind of what, when Clover broke up the band I was in, that's kind of what I did. I kind of followed his lead in that. And I just got sort of my five best friends who also were having to be good musicians. And we just said, uh, Hey, let's do this for the hell of it. We started a jam session. We wrote songs and the kind of stuff we really liked. I didn't really worry about what was quote-unquote commercial or going to be a hit and so on, and, and the thing just sort of took off. Yeah, yeah, it sounds real good. Let's listen to a track from uh, the album called uh, Picture This from Huey Lewis and the News right here on Kila. Say, do you believe in love? Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> Are you kidding? Uh-huh. <laughs> Huey Lewis and the News. Uh, Huey Lewis with us here today at the Kilo Studios. They will be in concert tonight at DJ's Nightclub. Uh, over on North Academy, there are some tickets available, but I wouldn't wait too long because you never know if you can get into that place once uh, once the evening progresses around. Did a concert last night here at the uh, Air Force Academy. How did that go? Oh, that was fun. You know, there was a great audience, fantastic audience. And um, I'm glad you asked me that, actually, because I, there was an offhand quote in the paper that said... Uh, the Denver paper. The Denver Post, yeah. I'm sorry, not, not the uh, Colorado Springs paper that said... Uh, I said something like the Air Force had a lot of money they didn't know what to do with, so they hired us, and that's, of course, a joke. <laughs> and the fact is that uh, we're flattered that they even you know, flew us out here and so on. And because of that, we get the opportunity to play DJs, and we're going to go to Boulder tomorrow night and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you spent most of your time playing music and recording and, and doing uh, promotional appearances and things like that. What do you do when, when you want to get away from music? Well, I, is there ever a time? Yeah, it's happen? very rare, actually. But um, I do I enjoy fishing, believe it or not, which is uh, one one reason I like coming out here to Colorado because uh, you know I I plan to come out here in in the spring. But um, I enjoy fishing. I enjoy sports. I watch a lot of sports on TV. In fact, our new album is going to be called Sports. <laughs> ah, and um, you know, just general things like that. Oh. I I go to a lot of concerts and see other groups as yeah. well. What kind of stuff are you into now musically? I, I really like anything and everything. You know, we pro I produce a couple of uh, um, new wave or punk groups in San Francisco that's fun. And uh, I like jazz a lot. My dad's a jazz drummer. And I, I pretty much everything, you know. Yeah. I mean, we're from San Francisco. And I think San Francisco people have a sort of a tradition of liking a broad variety of styles. Yeah. And we do. Yeah. Well, it certainly reflects in your music, mm -hmm. um, the, the the rhythm, the backbeat, the whole thing is is a, a very uh, um, it draws on a, a lot of my background. I'm from uh, the Midwest, Detroit originally, and mm -hmm. I grew up with Motown and and uh, those kind of groups. And uh, for some reason, uh, that that early musical influence always sticks through your whole life. It seems like mm -hmm. you, you go back to your roots. Right. Well, th it's funny, but those really are our roots as a group, sort of uh, 
not R&B, but, but, you know, a sort of original rock and roll, really. And it's funny because we're from San Francisco, and I don't think we sound like we're from San Francisco, you know. But we were all born and raised, essentially. And uh, um, I don't know, it's, in the early days of San Francisco, before the sort of psychedelic invasion, you know, there was a, it was sort of a whole different place entirely. And I guess it's from that, really, that we get those, those sort of influences. Yeah, yeah. Um... Tell us a little bit something about this next tune, Working for a Living. Um, Tower Power Horns on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, where was it? Was do you know? Do you, you don't know where this was recorded? Yeah, this this is uh, this is I presume this is the live one. Uh, yeah. Well, the story we we made our record in San Francisco, and we had another track called "Hope You Love Me Like You Say You Do." That I always I've been a big fan of Tower Power since I was you know a young kid, and I and I want I wanted to get use the horns on it, but I was embarrassed to ask them. And we use our engineers, a guy named Jim Gaines, who did all the Tower Power records. He said, just ask them. They're great guys, you know. So I was, oh, I couldn't do it and so on. And I stumbled out of the studio one day, and there was Greg Adams. And so I just sort of blurted out, hey, would you mind playing on this song? And he said, no, he'd love to. So the next day, he did the session. And um, since that time, we struck up a friendship. And when we were playing in L.A., they, you know, I just casually called him he said hey what do you think we would come down and jam i said hey that'd be great you know so we actually worked up the arrangement for this the same day and this was recorded i think at the uh country club for a live mtv special well it's become one of our anthems here at lunchtime anyways <laughs> working for a living huey lewis in the news on kila <laughs> Huey Lewis in the news, working for a living. They'll be working tonight at DJ's nightclub here in Colorado Springs. And uh, you've been uh, associated with a guy that uh, uh, for many years was uh, with uh, one of the heaviest outfits out of uh, England, uh, Ireland, uh, Phil Linot. That's right. And Phil uh, Linot, the, the, the Irish say. Okay. Linot, Linot, it's all. Well, we've heard several different pronunciations. In fact, you were on his new album. Phil- he, he doesn't mind as long as you say his name. That's right. <laughs> you go back a long ways with him. Yeah. Well, not that long. A couple of few years ago, we we uh, when we were in England, we met and uh, the band I was in Clover toured with Thin Lizzy, and we uh, you know struck up a friendship. And I used to play a harp with him occasionally. And uh, so when he did a solo album, he sent for me, and and I've just sort of done his solo album since then, just a few tracks here and there. You know? Yeah. I just play harmonic on it, really. It's just sort of a one-day-in-and-out kind of a session. Yeah, yeah. The new album is sort of different for him. It's uh, uh, some uh, some different things, uh, out of mm-hmm. the Thin Lizzy mold, anyways. That's right. He He's always had this sort of other side of him, which is... Uh, you know, not so not so heavy metal. It's much. It's actually sort of Irish folky, really. Yeah. And um, I think this his solo career is a chance to kind of express that a little bit. Yeah, we're going to listen to a track of that in just a minute from now. Anyways, we're going to take a short break and be back with Huey Lewis. Let's <laughs> break. <laughs> we're back here with Huey Lewis of Huey Lewis and the News, and uh, we're looking forward to a good time tonight. For yeah, sure. we are too. We we had a great time last night, and uh, the town is great you know we had no idea the first time ever in colorado springs i've been to denver once sort of flew in and flew out and uh had no idea the people are great and it's it's a nice place well i'm glad that you're here and we're looking forward to the show tonight uh, don't wait too long to get your tickets and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you we're going to listen to a track from that new phil linat phil linat i feel line it it doesn't matter really <laughs> whatever we're we're here in the states we'll we can... keep working on that and we'll have it in... <laughs> that's right next time around thanks for coming in thanks always fascinated when we uh, have these interviews because a lot of these proceed 
the success that the artist is, is fixing to have. It's like Huey Lewis had no idea what's to come. What did we find out? Uh, sports came out September 83. So, yeah, eight months after this interview, uh, life would drastically change for Huey and, and the news, I'm sure. And so in town for Air Force Academy show, that used to be a thing. They used to bring all kinds of big artists in to the Academy. I remember uh, first year of college, I was in Gunnison. And it was Public Enemy and Anthrax were playing at the Air Force Academy. And I my car was too beat up to to make the trip. And I pleaded and I begged all these people, let's, let's go to the show. And I couldn't find anyone who wanted to go. That kind of ended after, sadly, after 9-11 uh, with the limited uh, access to, to Air Force Academy and military bases in general. Uh, not many shows open to the public anymore. But that was cool. They did the Air Force show and then bounced out, did a night of DJs. A fisherman did not know that about Huey Lewis. And Alan White, always really smooth. That's some great questions, some great angles. Not, not your cookie-cutter uh, interview, for sure. And there you have it. If you like what we do, be sure to give a great rating, spread the word, tell your friends, subscribe. New episodes every single Monday. Anything to add? Email kilovault at kilo943.com. And thanks for being a part of Kilo's Vault.